My name is Shag, and when I was younger, my mum would make two meals for dinner, one for the family and one for me, minus all the things I refused to eat. I'm now 35, and like millions of adults around the world, I still carry these food aversions with me to every single meal. So, with the help of my childhood friend Peach, aka the Bush Tucker Man, I'm going to conquer these common food fears one by one. This is Fussy Eater. You're listening to episode two of Fussy Eater, in which I try to conquer very common food aversions one by one in the hope that I can inspire you to do the same. With me is my co-host Peach, who joins me every episode. I mentioned in the intro that uh, his nickname was at one point the Bush Tucker Man. Peach, as someone who I've always known as a bit of a gourmand, tell me about this nickname, the Bush Tucker Man. This has nothing to do with being one of those filthy suits who wear R.M. Williams boots in the CBD and pretend they're from the country. Um, It's not a Les Hiddens impression. It's a product of primary school bravado shag where me and my friends, almost none of whom I can name and probably none of whom would consider me friends nor would I consider them friends these days, would (laughs) eat stupid shit. Um, It was generally leaves And it was generally the result of a dare. And I've tried to piece together my memories of it in order to have a proper conversation about it on this podcast. But my recollection is that there was a chant and it wasn't merely... I wasn't alone in holding the title. It was a show of bravado, a sort of dare of, you know, eat eat, eat leaf X and whoever in the circle failed to eat leaf X would, would, would fail the challenge. But... It's a title I'm happy to claim now that the mists of time have made it murky and there's probably no one who'd stand up uh, and try to snatch the title from me. So come at me, fellow Bush Tucker men. I'm your boy, Les Hiddens. Now, uh, more recently as well, I believe you entered an Iron Gut competition uh, at your wife's uni. Can you tell me a little bit what the Iron Gut competition is? (laughs) Uh, Alice was uh, elected president of the veterinary society social club or social social committee and and it's it's a strikingly big honor and and she crushed it and it's down to a popular vote so i considered it my role to drink as much as i could and to engage as much as i could in all these various social events she put on one of them is at a university space down in a lovely suburb south of sydney called camden and one of the various competitions was iron gut where you eat something gross at a station, sprint on to the next station, eat something gross there, sprint on to the next station, eat something gross that there, sounds sprint horrific. to the finish line. And so the foods were reasonably gross. There was certainly dog food. And the, yes, there was certainly moist. And I think there was also dry dog food. Oh, so geez. so you get the jellied. Yes, Shag. Can I ask, if you remember, did you prefer one or the other? I was pretty much in game mode. <laughs> I, I, the the dry was worse though because I needed to generate saliva. It stayed in your mouth longer. The yeah. wet could just sort of slip away and yeah, off it goes. Okay. Whereas yeah. the wet, yeah, and you gross. sort of breathe a little bit in. It's it was it was no fun. And I was up against these beautiful specimens of young men, almost all of them. Of course, these these young these young vets are in top top physical shape. So I was never going to get up on the sprinting element it was going to have to be the food element and I was going reasonably well coming second until the final stage of something that I have a vague food aversion to which is raw flour 
and it was a gluggy mixture that included raw flour and chopped up egg. And there was something in the texture of it that I just couldn't smash down, that I just had to slowly work through. And so I'm afraid uh, the only title I hold is a joint title of Bush Tucker Man. And I'll have to save Iron Gut for perhaps when my daughter becomes Vetsock president and invites me along. Now, the reason I ask you these things is because one of the reasons why I wanted you as a co-host for this podcast is because you have that ability to just see a new food and just eat it. And as you know, someone who has always been a real fussy eater, it's my natural reaction is to just pretty much avoid any food. And I almost have like a mental block in my brain when it's a food that I think I'm not going to like, where I can't put it in my mouth. And I'm just curious. It's like, if you have to approach something you're not sure that you're going to like, is there some sort of mental process that goes through your brain? Oh, don't think for a moment it's anything other than ego. Um, so I remember going on holiday. So your ego allows you to eat things that you're not sure Yeah, so I was like, oh, not going to eat lungs, eh, Shag? And I've had four lungs. What's going on? Chomp, chomp, chomp. Uh, look, Ondoyets is a good example. Um, my family like food, and, and I was very, they were very lucky to take us to France, France, um, as youngsters. And I was like, what are you going to order? And there's steak, steak frites, steak frites, steak frites. Um, and I was like, I'll have Andoyette. And like, oh, monsieur, do you know it's, you know, intestine stuff with other intestines? I was like, yes, I know. <laughs> Bring out the intestines. <laughs> and so I sat there eating it and finished it and pretended I loved it. And, and, and now Andoyettes occupy such a warm, positive spot in my, in my memory that, I've, that I can just tell myself I like them, and I do. So it's, it's just garbage bravado, really. Yeah, it right. pays off over time. Well, I mean, hopefully that'll help as uh, we make our way to what is today's food, which I'm super scared about. Oh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So the food for episode two <laughs> is probably one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast <laughs> Because I find them so repulsive, but they're slowly becoming a part of almost everything I say. Like, they're such a big part of Italian cooking. They're such a big part of Greek cooking. They're a big part of, you know, contemporary Australian cafe culture. You kind of can't get away from them. They're on lots of good pizzas that I feel like they avoid. Um, they, I am, of course, talking about olives and... <laughs> I am freaking out. And like, I guess that's one of the reasons why I asked you about this iron gut challenge because mm. I'm worried that I'm going to, I, I'm physically not going to be able to eat these. And mm. I'm thinking, I'm wondering, even if, I, even if I think I don't like them, do you think I can just make myself eat them? What I would do in your position is I would reflect on how many of your friends or former friends might be listening to this podcast and might think you're a bit of an idiot for not being able to eat olives. But I mean, the thing is, Peach, it's like you are very good. Like I've seen, like it can't all be bravado because I've seen you eat like, like I know, for example, like I, no, no, I have, but like your favorite soup, for example, is that tripe soup, which, you know, lots of people would not go for. But don't forget why did I order it in the first place? But now you like it. Yes. So when, you, when you're ordering it, it can't just be bravado. It has to be something in your mind that's like, do you tell yourself you're going to like it? I want to look like a tough guy. This is, this, is the ba- this is why people do, oh, show us your hottest hot sauce, mate. Like, they don't, they don't want to eat the hottest hot sauce. They want to be the guy who ate the hottest hot sauce. So it's a, it's a nonsense, Shag. If you tell yourself the nonsense of, I've built up to this, I've been scared about eating olives, and now I'm going to eat nine olives in uh, one minute uh, yeah i'm not sure how many i brought like on your suggestion 
I went to a local supermarket and really bought, basic, basic stuff. And yep. went to their like deli section, and the woman seemed so annoyed that I was asking for <laughs> numbers of olives. I think usually <laughs> people ask for hundreds of grams. I said, "Can I have four of those?" And she was like, "You want four?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes, please." So I got a number of uh, some green olives that I believe are in like thyme and lemon. I've got some... Uh, You're such an olive casual. <laughs> I've got some olives stuffed with like chili and garlic. I think they're green olives. And then I've got Kalamata olives, which I'm scared because I think they're the strongest of this group. But I could be completely wrong. I don't know. We'll find out. All right. Well, let's do this, Peach. All right. So first of all... Yeah, what have we got? Um, have a squizzo with that little box. Okay. We've got a... This is a Kalamata olive that's so been you, pitted. It has some... Yeah, I think they've all been pitted, which I feel good about looking, that. Um, oh, that... You know, they're really basic, like Italian herbs. Yeah. And surroundings. It's pretty nice. Tastes like an olive. Over salty. Because it's calamata, what you're going to find is the flesh is a little looser. All right. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna eat this right now. You're starting You're starting in the big leagues. Oh, so should I start? I no, no, start no. Start go. Start. No, maybe I should No, start I'm, not, I'm not your romantically linked Adele Cutbush yeah. going the easy option. Go the hard option. No, Then you've done it. But it's not. Fr- it's not getting harder than that. Chuck it straight in. All right. Okay. All right. Um, I can smell it. It's not so bad. <laughs> Chuck it in there. <laughs> so, yeah. No. In fact, this is a genuine disgust response. And Shag's doing half gags and breathing heavily. This is good fun. Oh, it's so like the flavor is so strong. But did you did you eat it all? I okay. did eat it all. I ate it all. All right. Let's wind back. I'll wind back these big greenies. I think they've been pitted. Oh, they have. I've got a little pimento. Oh, this is old school. Okay. Oh, so Pete, you eat it. Tell so me. So you'll find this texture. Oh, not that much firmer. <coughs> nice and vinegary. Oh, good. A um, little bit firmer. A little bit sort of waxier. Really nice and pedestrian. You'll find this an easier eat than your calamata. Okay. Nice all right. Breath. Okay. I'm just going to put the whole thing in my mouth, mm. right? Mm. All right. All right. One. Jeez, this doesn't get easy. No, okay. no, no, you'll do it. Okay. I almost, yeah, all right, okay. In all 10 right. seconds, you'll have eaten it. All right. Oh, Shag's not a fan of this either. Don't worry, it's nice and spicy for that spiciness, mm. and that vinegariness. You're familiar with those that's tastes. That's okay, that's okay. Yeah. All right, okay. So you see what I mean, that we're winding back? You say you started okay. with the hardest? Okay, but this is not easy. Oh. Mm. I don't think Shag's going to vom, but he's oh. he's not looking good. You know what I'm finding? Mm. It's like, what's really helping for me mm. and what might help if you do want to try something, if you do want Bravado, to try something Bravado, tough guy business. Well, it's kind of similar to that. I'm just telling myself, well, like, and it's you're helping by going, just put it in your mouth, just do it. I'm going, telling myself, well, I'm eating it. Yeah. There's no spitting it out. There's no nothing. I want to try these It has greenies. to be done. So these ones have not been pitted. So gooey, think of it like a cherry that's harder to get the flesh off. Okay. So you'll end up grinding your molars down the side and sort of... Um, I think I use the adjective waxy. Like there is a sort of waxy element, um, whereas these ones have been quite quite loose and quite yielding. You'll find when the seed's still in place in a green olive that it's okay. a little, little firmer. And I think you'll find this easier again. Mm. You almost get... You're having your head of like, oh, that's where olive oil comes from. You know, <laughs> you'll have that little... You know what? Because I like olive oil. Yeah, that's okay. the thing. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to do this one. This is yeah. the green. That's pretty easy. Um, this is the third of the three. And I'm going to have to do one more of each because the whole yeah, point yeah. of the oh, theater yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to go around again. I finish like a whole portion of something because otherwise you're not really getting that full experience, that mm. full Jeffree Steingarten experience. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. So what do I do with the pit? 
I spit I it out, bro. My, there's, a, there's a bottle cap in this FBI studio <laughs> that you're not allowed to eat or drink in. That we are <laughs> eating and drinking in. Okay. I put okay. it in there. All right. No, Shake's markedly more relaxed about this. He's not even grabbing his chest, but he is staring intently <laughs> and rolling his eyebrows. Like, all right. I will say this. One thing that I'm quite surprised by is that there's like a like a pleasing saltiness to it. Like there's that. But there's also that gross olive taste that I know exists. <laughs> right, let's roll through again. Calamata, right. Brad. This is the uh, worst. Well, it'll work one. But I'm, Are you a fan of Kalamata olives usually? Like, would you eat them? Yes, but I do I do prefer green because I'm a bit of a an olive novice my uh, my wife we've spoken about alice before on the podcast <laughs> my wife who's amazing um, um is is an olive really really hardcore and introduced me and basically calamatas i find nice enough but greenies i'm all about mm. oh mm. that's the closest we've come to a driver that was a genuine physical mm. flinch now we've got shag hunched over you still got two olives to go to complete his course. I don't think. Oh my god, that is a tough one. <laughs> oh, big but it's done. It's yeah. done. I don't have to do another one of these. Exactly. I think these ones are, are these green or are these Sicilian? Which ones are the Sicilians? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody told me. I think Adele told me that Sicilians were a good one to start on. But these are the ones. Once again, the ones that are stuffed with chili and something else. Eat them. Right. Right. Oh. But you see, it's not as hard. Like, you've already done the hard bit. I've got to tell you about this Hugh Fernley winning stall theory, right? When he wants to convert vegetarians, what he did in a televised way, so there's that nice bravado element where you're sitting there being like, oh, I better not embarrass myself, is he brought on guests, and I haven't fact-checked this, haven't looked over this, I'm just relying on my recollection of a show I watched Good. three or four years ago. Good. That's the fussy eater way. What I think he did was bring on some um, vegetarians and say, all right, guys, we're going to gently introduce you to the experience. Here's a nice brothy soup. Um, let's just talk about what, what, what we're going to be doing this week. And so they're sitting there slurping away on the soup. Slurp, slurp, slurp. And they eat like a jellyish element in the soup and the noodles. And it tastes all very fragrant and herby and this sort of thing. So it's elusive. And at the end, Hugh's like, you just ate lungs. Uh, surely there's nothing grosser than lungs. So that means tomorrow when I serve you a steak, it's going to be fine. So there's sort of that immersion approach to be like, Shag, you started off with the toughest olive and you established that you stayed alive, didn't die, you ate it, you didn't vom. So if we start with the toughest and then wind down, that's where we go. And this is my poached egg versus frittata argument. Yeah, right, gotcha. All right, well, we've got one more. I feel like I, I feel good about this, actually. Well, I've got to say, and to people like you, Beach, I know you feel like you you often think, like, I sound like a total baby. But for people who are freaked out about food... There aren't any people like This is such a full-on thing to have got through six... This is my sixth olive. Like, we haven't got through olives, it yet. This is more olives than I've ever eaten in my life. Mm. This one I can do. This one I can do. Huh. Okay. Hey, Phil. <laughs> I've got to get there. I've got to get this. <laughs> it hasn't swallowed yet. Mm. No, no. Mm. Okay. All right. So, that's olives. That was probably the scary. I reckon, honestly, that was one of the scariest that 
or one of the ones I was dreading the most. Well, hang on a sec. It's called Fussy Eater. Mm-hmm. So, Shag, I think we need to ask you, and you need to ask you, if we kicked off this episode being a fussy eater about olives and then being one of your biggest aversions and you being yet to earn the title of Bush Tucker Man <laughs> or Iron Gut, um, is this a food aversion we've been able to Steingarten or do you remain a fussy eater? Well, see, that's the thing. See, I reckon I could do this. I think it's going to be hard work. I think I'm going to have to force myself to eat a few more olives. Over a so, few more there. Not right now. God, there's, <laughs> there's like four Kalamata olives left and that freaked me out. Like, the texture is quite interesting and not pleasing. Um, <laughs> there is like a nice saltiness to it. I agree. I can see kind of the appeal, but at oh. the same time, it has a very strong olivey taste, which is very hard to deal with. Peach is just finishing them up as yeah. we go. That's all right. Um... But I think I could do it, and this is what this is why I find this uh, this experiment so exciting. Because I'm already starting to think that I can overcome pretty much anything I'm worried about. We turn then to they're good, they're pretty good olives. Go supermarkets. Um, we turn then to the thrust of Fasieta, Shag, and I feel like. The thrust of it for me is that this is a nonsense you've told yourself and it is a cry for attention when you might be going out to dinner and say, oh, I can't possibly eat that. And everyone will descend upon you and say, tell me more about your fascinating food aversions. Now, we've been confronted by a genuine long-held food quote-quote aversion today and we've managed to knock it on the head in eight minutes, ten minutes, and maybe five or six minutes of shopping. So what I'd just like to put to you is food aversions don't exist. Well, I mean, no, they clearly do. Well, hang on. <laughs> but, but I like your argument. And potentially as a teenager, mm. everything's a cry for attention. Like, I accept that. <laughs> I accept that. Mm-hmm. But it's become part of what I am, who I am for so long that I just don't like these foods and people don't serve them for me. And they know they don't sort of thing that it's crazy to think that it's something I've merely put on myself and if I force myself to eat something, I'll eventually like it. And what threw me today is the fact that I potentially didn't hate every element of the olive experience. Like, there were parts of it I like. Like last week, where it's like, I don't, I didn't hate that frittata. Like, it was tough and it made me feel a bit weird because psychologically, I tell myself I'd hate eggs, but I reckon I can get through this. And I think this is like, I, this is genuinely exciting for me. So will Shag remain a fussy eater? I don't know. Who knows? Thanks for joining us. This was produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. FBIRadio.com.